2: Hello my friends, I am Victor Armanderis and this is the On Point with Victor show. Uh, welcome one, welcome all. We've got a ton to get to. I There is a story that I've, I've got to talk about today and and I, I'm going to get into that today but there there's a whole lot that I would love to touch on so we will do as much as we can today uh, and get to as much as we can today but uh, you guys want to listen and you want to listen closely today especially if you are one of my fellow minorities out there and uh you you need to really pay attention to, to what I am going to tell you today Because I'm going to tell you a story today That you're not going to hear on CNN You're not going to hear on PBS You're not going to hear on ABC, CBS, NBC um, Or uh, NPR You're not going to hear on any of those stations The lamestream media and the Democrat Party Do not want you to know what I'm going to tell you today And everything I'm going to tell you today You can fact check until your little heart is, is, is just uh, You know, overwhelmed um, you can you can double check, triple check, quadruple check, fact check Any check you want to do with what I'm going to tell you today And you can verify it for yourself Which look, no matter who you listen to, what news you listen to You should verify things for yourself You should always look for multiple sources uh, But what I'm going to tell you today Is something that every one of my fellow minorities need to hear And uh, if you're a Democrat voter um, And you're not a minority Well, you know what, you need to listen to because what I'm going to tell you today ought to make you walk away from the Democrat Party. Now, I've told you plenty, plenty over the last couple of years on why you should walk away from today's Democrat Party. You know, I don't need to remind you that, um, that today's Democrat Party is not the party of Kennedy. Uh, it's not even the party of Bill Clinton. I mean, the, today's Democrat Party is, is, has gone so far to the progressive left uh, it, it's just—it's—it's it's really spiraling out of control. I mean, we're—we're we're really witnessing this with our own eyes. Uh, but I want you to pay attention, and I want you to listen today, because we have so, so, so much that uh, that I want to say about this, and and, and, and it's—it's it's just that important. So the first thing I want to say, or let me touch on this first, because a lot of you are asking about uh, Ukraine and Russia, and I didn't really get into that last week. Uh, look, I for me, this is simple. And, and and under no way, no reason, no circumstance whatsoever should any – now, look, I, I, I don't come on here and try and tell you how to think. I come on here, and I tell you what I think, and I give you my opinion, and I give you my assessment of the news. I give you my analysis of the news, and you guys can take it with and, and run with it how you want. Uh, but I will tell you what I think, and a lot of you ask you what I think, and I, and I really appreciate that. And, and I think, from the bottom of my heart and thankful every day for the listeners that uh, tune into to my show. Uh, you guys are awesome, and you've made us what we are. Uh, so I, you know, some of you ask me what I'm thinking, what are my thoughts right now on Russia and Ukraine? And, and what do I think about Zelensky and all this stuff? And look, under no circumstances should anyone be on the so-called Putin side. Okay, this doesn't have to be um, bilateral. This doesn't have to be uh, so black and white as, as right and wrong and many things are. Uh, but this, you can actually support Zelensky because of how he's fighting for his country and standing for his country and standing with his people. But you, you can also recognize that Ukraine is a very corrupt government. I mean, honestly, Show me a government that's not corrupt. I mean, my goodness, look at the Biden administration. Look at Hunter Biden. You can't (laughs) look at Pelosi. Follow the money, people. Follow the money, like I always say. But anyway, still, and and, and that being said, we're still the greatest country on the planet, hands down, hands down. Uh, But you can look at Ukraine and you can look at Russia and you can look at this war that's going on. And under no circumstances should you be on Team Putin and and I and again, you can at the same time recognize that Zelensky's not perfect. who among us is uh you you can look and say yes he 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 is a man who came to power or got elected in Ukraine, running against corruption and then fell uh victim not victim. He fell in and was corrupted himself I mean he's you no know, that is just the truth and 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 there's nothing wrong with people pointing that out, but that doesn't mean that you go get on team Putin. And, and I'm sorry, if you're on Team Putin, you really need to assess what, you, what really the way you're thinking or who you're listening to, um, because what Putin is doing is absolutely ridiculous and, and, and tragic. He is killing so many innocents, and there is no excuse for that, uh, no excuse at all for targeting hospitals, for targeting shelters, uh, targeting apartment buildings. This is absolutely ridiculous what Putin is doing. And, and so my view on this is, hey... Zelensky may not be perfect, but my goodness, what a what a leader he's turned out to be for his country and for his people. Uh, look, the Biden administration early in this conflict offered him a way out. He's the Biden administration contacted Zelensky and said, hey, we'll get you out of there. We'll get you out of there and your family and you will put you in a Ukrainian embassy and you can direct and, and, and run your country from there. And Zelensky t- answer his answer to the Biden administration was, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. I'm not leaving my people. That's commendable. That is commendable in a leader. Look, you can look through the history of this world and how many, uh, when, when war started, how many leaders fled the war scene, fled their countries, and tried to run their war or their country from, from the safety of another country. Well, Zelensky didn't do that, and he needs to be for the, commended for that. Uh, I mean, he's standing with his people. And you know what? Look. Right now, it looks like he is ready to ready to negotiate. He's He is making signals that he's ready to give up Crimea. He's ready to give up some of the other area, which I can't pronounce and I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the word in front of me. Um, but he's willing to, and he's willing to promise to never or sign something that says he'll never join NATO, that Ukraine will never be part of NATO. Um look this is a, this is a good thing he's trying to come he understands Zelensky understands that that Putin's method right now is to level the country of Ukraine. It is awful and and Putin one day if we're lucky, Putin will pay the price for what he's done because he is a war criminal. He is now I don't I don't need the American leaders to go run around calling Putin a, a war criminal. I don't need that we don't need that kind of virtue signaling. What we need, is a strong leader in the United States. What we need is a military that everyone in the world fears. A United States military that everyone in the world fears. That is what we need. And we need a leader that the world can't predict. And that, my friends, was President Trump. When you have a strong leader, and you have a strong leader that doesn't run around going, well, we're going to have a red line here, and we're never going to do this, and 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 you're, you're telling the other side what you're going to do, and what you're not going to do... That's absolutely strategically ridiculous. and President Trump wouldn't do that and never has and never would. Uh, but what we need right now, the best way to help Ukraine is to have a very strong United States. You have a United States that's so strong that Putin wouldn't dare attack an allied country but right now we don't. So right now what Putin needs uh, what uh, Biden needs to do is they need to give him some steroids or whatever else they give him so he can be coherent for more than an hour. He needs to go to Poland. And he needs to start negotiating. Look, Zelensky's willing to give up Crimea. He's willing to give up this other area. He's willing to split Ukraine and let Russia control that part. He's willing to not be part of NATO. And Putin needs to look at uh, – Biden needs to look at Putin in the face. I don't want to hear this business about, oh, we're not going to give Putin the, the dignity of meeting – But whatever. We we need to save innocent lives here. We need to save some innocent lives in Ukraine. And right now, Putin has no respect for innocent lives. He's killing as many people as he can. And now Zelensky realizes he's got to make a deal, and, and, and Biden should be over there. Not Kamala, not the dumbest VP to ever hold the office of VP, but Biden himself. Let Jill Biden prop him up. But he needs to be there, and he needs to sit down, and he needs to look at Putin in the face and go, here's the deal we're going to make. And we're going to stop killing in You are going to stop killing innocent people. This is what needs to be done. Can he do it? I don't know. Will he do it? I don't know. I'm just telling you what I think. And so, so I myself, I I, I realize that Ukraine's not perfect. I realize that that Zelensky is not perfect. But I stand wholeheartedly with him and the people of Ukraine. And if 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 we can, and and we have to, there's nothing wrong with continuing to send ammunition, send weapons, send guns, send um, defense defense weapons. Uh, we we should do that, continue to do that. So, uh, I don't want any Americans in Ukraine. I don't want any Americans fighting for Ukraine. Uh, I I just don't. I I I refuse to be somebody to call for World War III, like like all your Democrats are doing. And, and a lot of your establishment Republicans are doing. They want to sit back in their bunkers in Washington and have no and, and, and call for World War III. Well, I'm not going to do that. So that is my thoughts in five minutes or so <laughs> on the Ukraine situation. So, so um, look, you guys take it with what you want. Do your own research. Uh, but understand, under no way should we ever, ever, ever just sit back and support somebody who's killing innocents like Putin is. So, uh, and, and what Zelensky's doing and, and sh- is an example of what a leader should do when they stand with their people and they stand for their country and they're standing for their freedom and fighting for their freedom. So, hey, I commend Zelensky for what he's doing. So, keep at it, man. Keep at it. Because I'll tell you what. The world, and this, and I told you guys this. I told you this three days after this this invasion started, after Russia attacked Ukraine, that what we're seeing, the biggest mistake Putin has made during this uh, invasion is he is he's showing the United States how weak and and, and, in in act adequate his military is. Now, look, I understand. I understand that that, that Putin (laughs) Putin has taken um, the lowest of the low and taking whoever he can take off the streets and putting them on the front lines, and these are not very well-trained soldiers, Uh, but this is indicative of his military. And what's going on, we are seeing, look, they can't fight at night. They've shown that. Uh, So... They, his mistake here is to show how weak his military is, and Ukraine, the little tiny Ukraine who has not even a third of the military, has really really kicked Russia into you know what in a lot of places and a lot of battles they've they 've been going on in ukraine and David, you look like you have a comment
3: well,
1: you know what this shows don 't you is that obviously putin hadn 't made because of the night, can't fight at night. Mm-hmm. Hadn't made a deal with Afghanistan because they've got all of our night vision equipment. And, <laughs> he d- he and doesn't uh, want.
2: That's right. He doesn't want to go up against the Taliban because they now have a better equipped military than he does. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's true and and uh look, it's it's sad, but uh but anyway, I that's what I wanted to say about that. So I'm going to move on now. Uh look, remember last week I was telling you guys about the ridiculous trillion dollar omnimus um, <laughs> bill that the Democrats with help of the establishment Republicans are 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 going to pass. They're they're going to pass this trillion dollar spending bill and give money to pakistan for transgender studies give money to pakistan for for uh securing their border uh give money to the tibetans to teach their kids their language no matter what country they're in i mean i could go on and on and on of the ridiculous spending that's coming out of this trillion dollar bill uh in the midst of the highest inflation we've had in this country in years and years and years, I mean, we're approaching record inflation. I believe we hit double digit like I predicted we would. Uh, and it's not getting any better. And what does the Biden administration want to do? What do the Democrats want to do? What do the establishment Republicans want to do? They want to pass a trillion dollar spending bill. And as if that wasn't bad enough, all that I told you last week about this bill, if that wasn't bad enough, the Biden administration and Democrats want to pass another spending bill to pay people to continue not to work in the name of covid folks this is getting ridiculous uh we will be right back
3: if you want the truth about politics medicine weapons classic cars and more you'll want to tune in to america's web radio You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com.
4: If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. <laughs>
1: listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Hey, welcome back, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armin. And you're tuned in to the America's Web Radio Network. Uh, listen, thanks to all of you. All of you. I cannot thank you. And I mean... You listeners in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, California, New York, New Jersey, Montana, uh, Utah, Texas, uh, Carolinas, I, I, in and uh, South Dakota, North Dakota. I want to welcome some new listeners from North Dakota that I met the other day. I mean, I'm sorry, last week. Um, I thank you all. And listen, if you want to be a patron and support the On Point with Victor show because we can't do this for free, um, please, please go to AmericasWebRadio.com, AmericasWebRadio.com. Click on Patron and become a patron of the On Point with Victor show. And if you ever have any questions, or uh, if you think you're good enough to come on here and do a show yourself, then hey, email. Uh, Gm at radio dot com and let them know what you're thinking. Gm at AmericasWebRadio dot com. And as always, if you have any questions for me, uh, wh- or you want to go toe to toe with me and uh, about some things you disagree with, then uh, Victor at AmericasWebRadio dot com. Victor at America's dot And you can find me. Look, I don't do a lot of social media. I honestly I hate social media, <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Instagram as Radio Victor. You can find me on Facebook as Victor Armandaris. Just spell it correctly. A a R M E N D A R I Z Victor Armendariz. That's me on Facebook. You can find me. So. Look, I, I before I get back to this whole spending atrocity and then the other big topic of the day uh, that I want to talk about today, I'm going to – I have to mention this. So that more – I'm going to be nice. I'm just going to be nice. That crazy lady, uh, I should really be nice. The lady, uh, the author, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, you guys know her from the 1619 Ridiculous Project, and she calls everything – everything's a racist. Everything is racist. Uh, so apparently I'm racist because I like to tip. Because you know what? I know what it's like to struggle. Uh, I struggled quite a bit in my younger years, and uh, I, I, at one point, was, I, I, I made my way through college thanks to bartending. I made my way through college thanks to the graciousness of the people that would tip me, and 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 I, I bartended. I even waited tables at some point, and 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 if it weren't for the great customers who tipped me, I wouldn't have made it through college, and now this. Bozo, and I'm sorry. I am trying to be nice. Nicole Hannah Jones. This lady is now saying that tipping is racist. So I guess I'm a racist because I tip and I tip well, and everywhere I go, uh, and 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 I, well, I, I tip as much as I can. You know, I'm not going to go in debt over it. But uh, uh, but this is ridiculous. So th- I, this is just a story that just popped across my screen today. Um, Nicole Hannah Jones. Now says tipping is racist Look, folks, this is what I tell you all the time The Democrat Party, the Democrat sycophants, the progressives They want to hold you down If you aren't a downtrodden, dependent society Then they will have no power These people like Nicole Hannah-Smith She's got hers She's made it She's got enough Oh, I'm going to be nice She's got enough people convinced and fooled That send her money So she's going to be fine but she doesn't want you and, and anybody else to make it up to her level. You've got, you've got to understand, to be a powerful progressive or a powerful Democrat, you've got to have a party that is fully dependent on you. And that is just a shame. And you people who keep voting for today's Democrats have got to understand this. They, want, they do not want to lift the mass majority of you Democrat voters out there and anybody else out there. They don't want to lift you up. They need you to be – why do you think they put people in boxes? Why do you think there's the black box, the brown box, the yellow box, the gay box, the transgender box? Why do you think there's all these boxes? And why do you think the box that has the target, and yeah, that would be a gun target on it, is the white box? Why do you think they put everybody in boxes? Because they have to have a dependent voting class. To maintain their power They cannot come out and go toe-to-toe on issues They can c- cannot come out for the love of the Constitution or the love of this country They have to tell you that everything is racist So you will believe them and continue to give them power And all while you continue to give them power Your life gets harder and harder and harder Ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen Ask yourself the question that Ronald Reagan asked back in the uh, uh, early 80s Except you don't have to do it. Reagan asked, were you better off four years ago? All you have to do is ask, are you better off than you were two years ago? Are you better off today than you were two years ago? If you can sit today, right now, if you can listen to or or look to me or, 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 or or ask anyone, right now, if you can ask these questions, answer these questions, I should say, are you better off today than you were two years ago? Does gas cost less than it did two years ago? Duh, uh, is inflation lower today than it was two years ago? Is the economy roaring uh, better today than it was two years ago? You can't answer yes to any of those questions. And if you can't answer yes to any of those questions, uh, you know what? Here's another one. Are we are a strong nation today, stronger nation today than we were two years ago? Are we respected more today than we were two years ago? You can't answer yes to any of those questions. And, and that right there is a reason for you to leave and walk away from today's Democrat Party. And I know I'm getting off on another tangent here, but uh, but that just irks me. But for, for this lady to say that tipping is racist, I, I, this is just ridiculous. But how, do you know how many minorities, including myself, that were dependent on tips? I when I was younger, I was dependent on tips as a minority. And and you know how many minorities today depend on tips? And this lady is telling people, don't tip. And the progressive morons out there, the white rich liberal progressive. Might stop tipping minorities now because of this lady. Yeah. Who's the real racist? Yeah, you gotta ask yourself that. You gotta ask us. All right. So let me get back to this spending bill. So now Biden and the Democrats want to pass another, uh, rescue spending COVID. I don't know what they're gonna call it. I'm sure they're gonna give it some nice name, like let's, let's help the people act or let's save the people act. They're gonna give it some ridiculous, nice, wordy name to, to pull at your emotion and your heartstrings. To try to spend more money and cause inflation to do what? To go up and up and up. Look, uh, Putin in this BS war in in Ukraine is not is not causing this inflation. This inflation was happening because of Joe Biden's policies and uh, the gas prices. They were rocketing up under Joe Biden. Now, they're not getting any better right now because, look, the, the oil, it's, it's, it's futures. It's speculation. And when you got a war going on, the speculations are bad and prices are going to go up. So, yeah, that's not helping. But the gas prices were going up because of Biden's policies. They were going up well before Putin did what he did. So you got to understand this, this is direct policy. So now the Biden administration and the Democrats, if you you think they would learn, holy cow, we're reaching double digit inflation. We ought to we ought to rethink the way we're printing and spending money. But no, they want to double down and triple down and spend more money. They want to with the help of establishment Republicans. That's what's most painful about this. We're we we are not going to we're going to continue to 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 get the to soar inflation and gas prices are going to continue to go up. And who does it hurt? Who does it hurt the most? It hurts the people the most that the Democrats say they care about, the poor and the lower class, middle class and the the middle class. They get hurt the most. So many Americans out there are being hurt because of inflation and because of gas prices. And the Democrats don't care a whit about it. They want to double down. Look what the progressive proposed last week. They want to pass a bill that outlaws fossil fuels. They want to put the kibosh on fossil fuels. Well, you know, understand this folks. The politician and the elitist, the elitist Democrats and politicians and establishment Republicans in Washington, they don't pay for their own gas. They don't even pump their own gas. They just tell Frederick or whoever else to go pump their gas when they need gas. Someone else does it. And you know what credit card? They don't use Joe Biden's credit card. They're not using their own credit card. They're using your credit card, the credit card of the American people because your tax pay Tax dollars are paying for their fuel. They will always have their fuel. They will always have their their stake. They're always going to have what they need, but they don't want you to have what you need. They don't want you to have the luxuries of that what they have. They will always have private jets. They will always have you paying for their fuel. And trust me, they will always have gasoline. They're not going to. You don't see air uh, um, the uh, the beast. The limo for the president, it's not electric. You're not seeing electric vehicles driving around all these, the the SUVs and the armored vehicles. They will always have gasoline, but they don't want you to have gasoline. You see, you're the peasant. They're the elitist. They think they're royalty. It's time to throw them out of office, folks. I don't want any harm to come to any any of them. But it's time to put them in their retirement home. It's time to put them on the retirement line. It's time to take these politicians who have been there for 30, 40, 50 plus years and throw them out of office. We need to replace them with some good conservative, good libertarians, good independent-minded, constitution-loving, United States-loving, freedom-loving, liberty-loving representatives. That's who we need. We do not need these relics to continue to run this country into the ground. It's got to change. It's got to change. Okay, so I want to move on. Before we take the next break, I'm going to get started on this because I know the next break's coming up, but uh, I'm going to get started on this. So right now, the, the uh, Senate hearings are going on for the Supreme Court nominee that uh, uh, Katanja, I think it's Katanja, Katanja, uh, Brown-Jackson. I'm just going to say Katanji, I'm sorry, Katanji, Katanji, Katanji. Let's go with that. Ketanji Brown Jackson. Look, I'm not doing it on purpose. Uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson. So there's a lot of talk going on about her. This is the lady, uh, the woman that Biden uh, nominated to the Supreme Court. And now the Supreme Court, uh, and now the Senate, uh, they're having their hearings and they're able to question her. Uh, I hope there are Republicans that give her hard line questions because uh, we we see her judicial record. And it's not a good one. It's not a good one. Uh but no matter, look, I, this, for the, for the gist of this conversation, it really doesn't have a matter of, of her accomplishments or not, uh, or whether she's, uh, uh, smarter than the vice president or not. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. My, my two year old nephew is strong, is smarter than the vice president. But anyway, um, bad host, bad, okay. So, uh, no matter, no matter whether, uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson uh, has amazing accomplishments or not, no matter if she's academically smart, whatever, whatever. None of that really matters right now because everything – she was appointed because of her skin color and Biden even said it. The Biden, Biden and the Democrats want to push her through because of her skin color, not because of her accomplishments, not because she's a smart lady, but because of her skin color. That's what they're pushing. The very thing – That Martin Luther King said not to do Your Democrat Party today is doing Martin Luther King said Judge me not by the color of my skin But by the character uh, My character Judge me by my character Do not judge me by the color of my skin But judge me by my character That was what Martin Luther preached And that is what he spoke about Over and over and over But what is the Democrat Party doing today? The complete opposite of what Martin Luther King wanted them to do. We wanted everybody to do. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break here. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show.
4: Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans.
3: It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on americaswebradio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall president Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutomall.com.
0: Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash americaswebradio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: And welcome back. Welcome back, my friends. All right, look, I, I had somebody reach out to me. They want to know about uh, – they had a border question. And, and look, I, I – I, You know, I love it when you guys interact with me, and I love the questions. And uh, I would love to take phone calls, but we just don't have time for that right now. But uh, I, I will get to it. Uh, I'll, I'll always answer questions, even if it takes the next show to do it. Uh, But I will. Um, And uh, all I'll say this: They were asking this, this, this listener is asking about the the border situation, and and looks like Biden's going to end Title, I think it's Title 14, or they're going to end the, in that where, basically we're going to get flooded at the southern border even more than we are now it's just going to open wide up and the thing to think about here folks why do the democrats why could they care less about covid if it's coming across our southern border how do they think they're going to allow millions and millions and millions of people to come stream across the border and not bring a highly contagious uh, covid whatever omicron it is that's going around everywhere else in the world right now how do they think they're not going to bring it into our country Okay, that, that's the only question. Just ask that question when you talk to a Democrat. But, uh, all right, we'll talk about that maybe the next show. Uh, so, all right, look, so we've got, we've got, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. She's, uh, gonna get questioned right now in the Senate. Uh, the Biden administration chose her because of her skin color, not because of any accomplishments. So, so for all we know, she could be another Kamala, who is currently, Kamala Harris, currently holding, uh, the Government Incompetence Award. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now look, uh, I, I, I Kitanji is not another Kamala Harris. Uh she might be a typical academic brought up into liberal Harvard world, uh, but she's not a dumb lady. Uh she's 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 she is a smart lady and, and she's she's a justice. I mean she's she she knows the Constitution. Whether whether she interprets it or not, which you know, she puts her feelings and her politics first, which she shouldn't, but we know that. She's an activist judge. But that doesn't mean she's not a smart lady, so so she is. She is. We know this. Just look at her record. I mean, you can see, you just listen to her, talk to her you, when you listen to her talk. Uh, she's not a dumb lady. Uh, but nevertheless, the Biden administration chose her strictly on skin color, and that should be an insult to her. Katanji should be insulted by how Biden went about saying he's picking somebody because of skin color. Uh, exactly the opposite of what MLK taught. Martin Luther King never once, not once, not ever, Never, ever did Martin Luther King say you should judge somebody by the color of their skin. Martin Luther King preached on a daily basis and spoke on a daily basis to not judge him or his children on the color of their skin, but to judge them based on their character. That was the message of Martin Luther King, and he lived it. And today's Democrat Party is bastardizing Martin Luther King's legacy and his message that's your today's democrat party you still want to vote for that party you still want to be a part of that you really need to ask yourself that question you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself that question but uh okay so let's get back to katanji so look right off the bat if you just look at her judicial record she's an activist she's lenient on on rulings when she shouldn't be lenient on criminals certain criminals certain types of criminals that should be shown no leniency um you can you look i'm not going to hash that out you can go look it up yourself um I disagree with a lot of her judgment. That doesn't mean she's an, not a smart lady. Um, but but the story I'm going to get into right now doesn't really – none of that really matters. So you can go look that up yourself. Um, let's see if any of the spineless establishment Republicans, let's see if they have the gonads to, to to give her some hard questions, to ask her about her judicial activism. Let's see if they ask her. They should. Now, if you're waiting for Graham, if you're waiting for Graham to have a moment and hold her accountable, well, don't hold your breath. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Um, you know, right now the Republicans could be working on Manchin. They could be working on cinema to try to get a no vote from them. But I don't think it would matter because I don't think Graham's going to vote no, and I don't think McConnell's going to vote no, and I don't think Romney will vote no. Uh, so she's she's going to be uh, she's going to be appointed to the Supreme Court, and she's going to be on the Supreme Court. So good for her. It's it's a and it's an accomplishment for anyone. And, and you know what? Kudos to her for that. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean she should escape tough questions. And, um, again, let me get to the gist of what I want to talk about. I'm just, let me just go ahead and move, move a little forward here. Uh, let me tell you what you're not going to hear, uh, on the mainstream media. Uh, none of the lamestream media, none of the Democrats want you to hear this. They don't want you to know about this. So, really, if you're a minority, if you're one of my fellow minorities, come in closer, listen to my voice, really, really turn it up. You're going to want to hear this. As I mentioned before, all you're hearing now is first black woman to the court, first black woman to be appointed to the court, first black woman to be nominated. That's what you're hearing uh, from the media about Ketanji Brown Jackson. So you're you're hearing only about Ketanji's skin color. That's all you're hearing. Uh, They want to hide her judicial record, so they're just going to talk about her skin color. So that's all you're hearing. And Biden and the Democrats are running around, first black woman nomination, first black woman going to be on the Supreme Court. You know, for a while, the Democrats were running around saying first black person. And then somebody had to remind them that, oh, uh, uh, you know, you, do you not remember Thurgood marshall Do you not remember the, the guy currently sitting there, Clarence Thomas? Pretty, pretty black. They don't want to talk about that because Republicans put him there. Uh, so now they're just on this first black woman, first black woman, first black woman. Well... Let me tell you what the lamestream media and the Democrats are hiding from you, especially you minority voters. You've got to listen to me. You've got to listen to me. So the only reason, the only reason that that Katanja Brown Jackson will be the first black woman on the Supreme Court is because the Democrat Party, and listen to me well, the Democrat Party, and get this, led by none other than Joe Biden. You know the current dementia patient running the White House? Joe Biden himself with the Democrat Party blocked the original first black woman who would have been nominated for the Supreme Court. Ladies and gentlemen, President Biden wants to take credit for nominating the first black woman to the Supreme Court. When the shameful, crazy irony is that as a senator, Biden blocked the first black woman that would have been nominated to the Supreme Court. Biden warned President W. Bush, you got to go back to, to 2003, 2005, Biden, Senator Biden at the time, he was coherent back then too. There was no there, Biden's never had a stutter problem, folks. He has dementia right now. <laughs> There's no stutter. Uh, but if you go back and look when when in 2003, 2005, Biden was pretty pretty darn coherent. he was with it, and he warned President W. Bush. If he nominated the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court, that he would, Joe Biden, would fill a buster and kill her nomination. Joe Biden said and did that. And you go back to 2003, 2005, and you can, you, you, you can fact, fact me until the fact check me until the cows come home. So this started. Back In in case you do want to go fact check me, this started back in 2003 when George W. Bush nominated Janice Rogers Brown. Why don't you write that down? Janice Rogers Brown. Go do a DuckDuckGo search. You might even be able to do a Google search, but we here at America's Web Radio, we like DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo will not follow you, will not uh, uh, spam you. Uh, DuckDuckGo, that's just a great search engine. Look up Janice Rogers Brown. So, in two thousand three, George Bush nominated Janice Rogers Brown to the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. Now, look, the District of Columbia is is the court. Most Supreme Court justices have come from the DC uh, Circuit Court, so that's why that court so that that appeals court is so important. And look, Janice is as sharp as they get. Uh, and she's my kind of judge Janice Rogers Brown L- Brown leans, con- leans libertarian She's a conservative thinker, leans libertarian And is a constitutional judge She's what you would call an originalist Originalist she, she interprets the constitution She reads the constitution The constitution comes first She interprets the law She doesn't make law She doesn't let her emotions describe law She doesn't let her feelings get in the way of law It is the law It is the Constitution. It is the law of the United States. It's the law of the land. And that's what every judge should do. Uh, I don't care how a judge votes, but every judge should be impartial enough to interpret the Constitution and interpret law. should have nothing to do with feelings, nothing to do with politics. That's the kind of judge you want, and that's the kind of judge Janice Rogers Brown was. So, now I told you, the D.C. court is considered the country's second most important court that D.C. Circuit Appeals Court is considered the second most important court in this country. It's produced more Supreme Court justices than any other federal court. So, now listen. Janice Rogers Brown, when 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 George Bush nominated her for, for the D.C. Appeals Court in 2003, she was immediately, immediately hailed as a potential Supreme Court nominee. Uh, folks, she was highly, highly qualified, having served for seven years as an associate justice in the California Supreme Court, the first black woman to do so. Uh, you don't hear about that, do you? You don't hear about that. Why? Because she was consider- considered a conservative and the Republican nominated her, put her there. So you don't want to hear that doesn't count to the Democrats, you see. Uh, and you, you should know this. They don't want you to know this. But she was the daughter. Now, listen, this is Janice Rogers Brown. Understand who I'm talking about here. Janice Rogers Brown. She was the daughter and granddaughter of share coppers. Grew up in rural Alabama. Rural Alabama during the dark days of segregation. When her family refused, her family was refused to enter restaurants or theaters with, and had to enter those. Uh, well, they were supposed to enter those in separate entrances, but they refused to do it. Her family refused to enter restaurants and theaters with separate entrances for black customers. She, Janice Rogers Brown, rose from poverty and put herself through college and and UCLA law school as a working single mother. She was a self-made. Black legal star That is Janice Rogers Brown Who was nominated in 2003 By George W. Bush A Republican To the D.C. Court of Appeals Okay Now are you following me here? You follow me? Biden and his fellow Democrats Filibustered her nomination. Joe Biden, the current dementia patient that is heading up the White House right now, you're Joe Biden who's trying to take credit for the first black woman nominated to the Supreme Court and blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden was the guy, the senator, along with fellow Democrats, filibustered the actual first black nominee to a court. I mean, folks, you've got to understand this. You've got to understand this. Robert Novak, who's a column, some of you may know, is a, is, a, is a columnist. He called it the first full-scale effort in American history to prevent a president from picking the federal judges that he wants. Democrats argued that she was out of the legal mainstream, but Re- Republicans responded that she had written more majority opinions than any other justice on the California Supreme Court. And that she was reelected. Folks, listen to this. She was reelected to the California court system with 76% of the vote, the highest percentage of all the justices that were on the ballot. That is Janice Rogers Brown, a black woman nominated by George W. Bush, a Republican, and filibustered by Joe Biden, Democrat. This is the truth that the, the Democrats and Joe Biden doesn't want you to know. This is the truth. That the media today is hiding from you. Hiding from you, folks. In two thousand three, Biden and the Dem Democrats blocked the appointment of Janice Rogers Brown. They blocked the appointment of a black woman. Who was screaming racism back then? Did the Republicans scream racism? Hey, maybe they should have. Because Joe Biden has shown on more look, Joe Biden was for bus was for segregation. Joe Biden does not have you gotta remember, folks, Joe Biden has been doing this for fifty years. Joe Biden's never had a real job. Joe Biden's only known politics. And Joe Biden was never a friend to the minority. Just go look at his history. All right, folks, I've got to take this next break. But when we come back, I'm going to tell you a little more. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Victor Arr-run. There is the Mexican not afraid to be American. Uh, look, I-, I have no fear. I love America. I love the United States. This is the greatest country on the planet. All right, so in 2005... So you fast forward to 2005, Bush, to his credit, W. Bush, to his credit, nominated Janice Rogers Brown again. Uh, and uh, Brown was confirmed by a vote of 56 to 43. And the, Dems, the Democrats did this once. The Republicans agreed to not eliminate the filibuster for the judicial nomination. So remember back uh, in 2005, the Republicans had the White House, they had the House, they had the Senate, and uh, they were threatening to eliminate the filibuster. And the Democrats didn't want that. They didn't at the time. They didn't want that. And uh, they still realized, you know, how important the filibuster was or is. And uh, so and they ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats have used the filibuster more than anybody else. I mean, that's something else you won't hear from the from the media. But uh but in two thousand five Bush renominated Rogers Brown to the circuit court. She was confirmed by a vote of fifty-six to forty-three, and the Democrats did that because they made a deal with the Republicans not to eliminate the filibuster for judicial nominees. Now I know what you're asking. I know what all of you are asking, and you should be asking. How did Biden vote? How did Senator Joe Biden vote? Did he vote for this highly qualified black woman? Did he finally vote? For a highly, the first uh, black woman to be uh, Really, really would have been considered for the Supreme Court But did he vote for this highly qualified black lady To be uh, on the D.C. court? No, he didn't (laughs) I mean, it's not like I had to tell you But he didn't And he did it happily Did it happily Voted no against the black woman Okay Uh, This is stuff you need to hear It's stuff you need to know Uh, Now look, folks, I'm not angry I'm just right I'm just right. So later on in 2005, when Sandra Day O'Connor announced her retirement, and this is what you got to understand, folks. In 2005, later in 2005, Sandra Day O'Connor announced her retirement. Janice Rogers Brown was immediately, immediately one of the top, top, top contenders on Bush's short list to replace Sandra Day O'Connor, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. At that time, she would have been the first black woman ever nominated to serve in the Supreme Court. Now, why am I telling you this? Now, listen to this. You've got to pay attention to this. You have got to listen to me. Open your ears and listen to me well. Listen to me hard. (laughs) All right. All right. Stop laughing. Okay. So 2005, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor announces her retirement. Janice Rogers Brown immediately, a black woman, a highly qualified justice on the appeals court, is immediately considered the top, top person to replace Sandra Day O'Connor. And Bush has her on his short list. And everybody knows she's on the short list. She would have been the first black woman ever nominated to the Supreme Court. Now, are you paying attention? Are you listening? My fellow minorities, really, you've got to listen really closely. Here is what Joe Biden, Senator Joe Biden said on Face the Nation in 2005, when Janice Rogers Brown was the t- top contender to be nominated to replace Justice Sandra Day O'Connor on the Supreme Court. Joe Biden went on Face the Nation after voting no for her to be put on the appeals court. Joe Biden goes on Face the Nation, which was a TV political show at the time, and says this. Now, you, I mean, uh, you got to understand, this is what Joe Biden said. I can assure you that would be a very, very difficult fight. And she would probably be filibustered. This is what Biden said. And the moderator, John Roberts, asked, wasn't she just confirmed? And he was saying, wasn't she just confirmed to the, to the appeals court? And Senator Biden replied that the Supreme Court is a totally different ball game, because a circuit court judge is bound by stare decisis. They don't get to make new law. Are you hearing this? A ju- First of all, a judge doesn't make law. Only the legislative branch of the United States, per the Constitution, can make law. A judge just interprets the law. But listen, to, let me say, let me read that again, what Joe Biden said. Now, this was after Sandra Day O'Connor announced her retirement in two thousand, late 2005, or later in 2005, and... Janice Rogers-Brown, a black woman, highly, highly qualified black woman judge, was at the top of George Bush's, George W. Bush's nomination list, top of his list, to nominate her to replace Justice O'Connor. And Joe Biden, after voting no for her for the appeals court, goes on face the nation. And when asked, what do you think about Janice Rogers-Brown being if she's nominated to the Supreme Court? And this is what Biden said. Biden said. I can assure you that that would be a very, very difficult fight, and she would probably be filibustered. And then when the moderator prod- prodded and said, well, wasn't she just confirmed? Biden replied, well, the Supreme Court is just – is a totally different ball game, because a circuit court judge is bound by stare decisis, and they – and in the Supreme Court – I mean in the circuit court, they don't get to make new law. No judge makes law. This is your Democrat Party. This is Joe Biden. Then, and you gotta, and you listen to the dementia patient today, folks. You've got to. This they are hiding this from you. No one, want, no one in the media wants you to know about this. No Democrat wants you to know this. This is the truth, and this is the kind of stuff you're going to get. This is the analysis, the common sense, and the logic that you will get here on the On Point with Victor show. Look, I've got my problems with establishment Republicans, and you guys know, you listen to me, you know I've got my problems with, but I got bigger problems with today's Democrat Party. And look, you're, you're, you're listening to a guy who grew up being told that just because of the color of my skin, just because I'm brown and Hispanic, that I had to vote Democrat. All I heard growing up, vota, democracy, democrat, democrat, vota, vota, votar, democrat. That's all I heard growing up. Because you're brown. And it didn't take me long, folks. It didn't take me long to. I've always been an independent minded uh, thinker, a very uh, independent person. I've never been a follower. And thank. God, I am not a follower. (laughs) But this is your Joe Biden. This is your Democrat Party. So are you listening? Are you hearing me? What Biden did was unprecedented, folks. Let me stress this. What Biden did in 2005, threatening to block the first black woman to uh, be nominated to the Supreme Court, What Biden did was unprecedented. There has never been a successful filibuster of a nominee for associate justice in the history of our republic. Biden was prepared, not just prepared, he was prepared with giddiness. He was prepared with vigor to make a black woman the first in history to have her nomination killed by a filibuster. That's your Joe Biden, your Democrat Party in 2005. With utter happiness, giddiness, and vigor, they were prepared, led by Joe Biden, to make a black woman the first in history to have her nomination killed by a filibuster. Why don't you know about this? Why don't you know about this? Well, if you're still asking that, then, well, then go go support Kamala Harris because you're about on her level if you can't see, if you cannot see the hypocrisy, if you can't see where the Democrats' heart really is. They don't give a darn about minorities. They don't give a rat's you-know-what about us. They care about power. And if you can't see that yet, well, then Kamala Harris is your lady. (laughs) uh, Look, and to to make Biden and the Democrat hypocrisy soup even thicker... Today, the demented patient Biden calls the filibuster a relic of the Jim Crow era. Uh, listen to me, folks. The de- Not just Joe Biden. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party have the audacity today to refer to the filibuster as a relic of the Jim Crow era. Well, Joe Biden should know. Jim Crow laws, most of them were put in place by lots of Democrats, his fellow Democrats. Joe Biden in 2005, was ready to use this relic to block the first black woman nominated who would have been nominated to the Supreme Court, a black woman by the name of Janice Rogers Brown, who, by the way, actually lived under Jim Crow laws. So the audacity of today's Democrats, the audacity of Joe Biden, To call the filibuster today a relic of Jim Crow era, of the Jim Crow era, and to – the audacity to say we need to get rid of the filibuster because it's a relic of the Jim Crow era, the audacity of the Democrat Party. It was the Democrat Party in Alabama and other places in the South that put forth Jim Crow laws. You ever heard of George Wallace? Democrat. Go look him up. Go look him up. The audacity that Biden has today and the Democrats to call the filibuster a relic of the Jim Crow era and then hope that you don't find out that it was the Democrat Party that was behind Jim Crow laws. It was the Democrat Party and Joe Biden himself that threatened to use this so-called relic to block the first black woman that would have been nominated to the Supreme Court in 2005. Are you hearing me, folks? Are you listening? Are you prepared? Are you prepared to to think for yourself now? Are you prepared to break with what you've been told and and the lies that you're continually told on CNN and MSNBC and ABC and CBS and NPR? Are you ready to break away and go, wait a minute, wait, let me think for myself. Let me look at history. Let me look at the actions of Joe Biden. Let me look at the actions of the Democrats and compare that to what they're saying today. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, you'll have the guts and you'll have the, the tenacity, you'll have the courage to walk away from the Democrat Party of today. Now, I'm not telling you. I am not telling you to go jump in the lap of an establishment Republican. I don't like them either. <laughs> but you don't – you cannot, as a self-respecting minority – you can't vote for today's Democrats. Now, I don't care if you go vote independent, you go vote Republican, you go vote conservative, you go vote whatever. But you shouldn't, out of respect for yourself, shouldn't give your vote to a Democrat. Not today. Not today's Democrat. Not, that could change. And I hope it does change. I hope we can get some Kennedy Democrats again. I'd even take a Clinton Democrat. But we don't have those today. Not not Hillary Let me clarify, not Hillary. Hillary is just as bad as the today's Democrats. But Bill Clinton wasn't. Bill Clinton was different. Kennedy, Kennedy was amazingly different. Kennedy, and that's John F. Kennedy, not his drunk brother, but John F. Kennedy. So that's what you've got to remember, folks. That's what I want you to take away from this. Just for the record, just for the record, there were also uh, a lot of so-called conservatives on Bush's short list who were legally... Uh, philosophically uh, opposed by Joe Biden. But the only one he promised to filibuster was the black lady, Janice Rogers Brown. I mean, folks, you better wake up. This is despicable and every one of you out there listening to me now knows it's despicable. Or at least now you do know. All right, folks, we're out. Stay tuned. Roger uh, Locked and Loaded with Roger B. is up next. I'm out. The views, opinions,
0: and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.